Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 25th verse. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and water on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three, do you think, was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go, and do likewise. Jesus was wrong. You heard me right. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That was the lawyer's testy question. And there are a lot of words and conversation that unfold in response. If we give the question some thought, we all know the answer to what must I do to inherit eternal life? Nothing. The answer is nothing. An inheritance is not something we work toward. It is a gift offered by one with something to give. An inheritance is provided at the discretion of the giver and sometimes by the customs of a culture. But it is not something the recipient gets a say in. Unless, of course, said recipient is a younger son with a doting father who provides an inheritance before the father is even in the grave. But that is another parable altogether, and so we will leave that for another day. Despite Jesus' willingness to engage the lawyer in conversation, the lawyer's question had a simple answer that is apparent to anyone who knows what the word inheritance means. But that didn't stop the early church from devoting time and energy to developing a theological response to questions like this and recording them in the pages of the letters of scripture that we still read. The apostle Paul, himself a lawyer, was eager to provide a long and more lawyerly response. In Paul's writings, we learn 
that we receive the inheritance of eternal life through our baptism into the death and resurrection of Jesus. This baptism makes us siblings of Christ and co-heirs of eternity with him. And in another of Paul's writings, he unfurls the argument that would later serve as the basis for so much of Martin Luther's own theological writings. Paul writes, For no human will be justified before God by deeds prescribed by the law. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed through the faith of Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, effective through faith. In other words, When it comes to inheritance, there is no doing, only receiving. And when it comes to eternal life, there is only God's free gift. Through faith in Jesus, this inheritance of eternal life is ours. With this good news clearly declared, I could uh, say amen and stop, but I won't. Jesus didn't stop either, of course. So maybe Jesus wasn't exactly wrong, as I stated earlier. He was, as is often the case, modeling the life he had just instructed the 70 to practice. The life, if you heard last week's podcast, you heard described. Jesus was not giving in to the temptation to give a sharp, snippy, right answer to a smart aleck question. No, Jesus was listening for the question beyond the question. And in his own way, Jesus was offering peace to this man, not through a word, but through a conversation. Jesus' response to the lawyer, what is written in the law, what do you read there, was his attempt to stay in one place, to encounter, to engage, and to go deep, to speak peace first and last to let go in love, to believe in the abundance and nearness of God, even in the words of this smart aleck lawyer. And because Jesus was willing to engage in this way, what unfolds is a parable that teaches us an understanding of neighbor that moves beyond not coveting the greener grass or simply lending a cup of sugar. In a passage Filled with questions, Jesus' parable answers a question that's never asked. Not the lawyer's question, who is my neighbor? But instead, what is a neighbor? Jesus answers this unspoken question, what is a neighbor, with great and surprising clarity. In the world of this parable, Neighbors are not people in need. Neighbors are not the ones left for dead by the side of the road, either literally or figuratively. In the world of this parable, neighbors are people who show mercy. Neighbors are the ones who not only see the hurt of others, but are then moved with compassion to care for them at a cost to themselves. In the world of this parable, neighbors are sometimes the people we least want to celebrate or emulate or even see. 
In the world of this parable, a neighbor is someone who gives everything they have for the sake of the life, healing, and freedom of another, even at risk to themselves. Who, excuse me, what is a neighbor? The parable tells us exactly. A neighbor is a person who sees the needs of others and who feels the compassion another person's suffering stirs in them. A neighbor is a person who is moved by that compassion to actually go near to those who are hurting. A neighbor is a person who takes concrete actions like offering bandages, sharing healing ointments, applying disinfectants, and providing transportation. These actions, seeing, being moved, going near, and offering concrete assistance, all contribute to the life and healing of the man left for dead. But it was the Samaritan neighbor's last action that ensures the stranger's freedom. The neighbor gives the innkeeper from his own resources and offers to pay any more that is needed. This is significant. In Jesus' world, a person who incurred a debt could be enslaved, and innkeepers had notorious reputations for preying on vulnerable folk. The neighbor in Jesus' parable offers his own resources to ensure the freedom of the man, and he does this in the context of a community that looks with suspicion on him as a Samaritan and on his presence, and a community that perhaps even wishes violence on him. What is a neighbor? Jesus' parable tells us that a neighbor is a person we least expect or want to see, giving everything they have for the sake of the life and healing and freedom of the folks who have been left for dead by the likes of us. And then Jesus ends his parable with these words, Go and do likewise. (laughs) It's impossible. We, we cannot go and do in the manner of this Samaritan. We are human. We cannot go and do anything unless and until we first see ourselves in this parable and recognize God's own neighborliness toward us. Jesus is not giving us a comfortable morality tale reminding us to be nice, helpful, generous people. Instead, Jesus is proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. God's grace comes to us through the cross. God's grace comes to us even and especially when we are at our worst, when we struggle in the depths and cry out for help, when we are faced with our own inability to live as neighbors Even when we cannot or will not cry out, mercy and grace come into our lives through Jesus. So whether you are on the road or in the ditch, Jesus, even now, is coming for you. Neighborliness is just another name for the reign of God come near. And our neighborliness is how we keep preparing the way for God's reign to be known here and now. What is a neighbor? 
A neighbor is someone who gives everything they have for the sake of the life, healing, and freedom of another, even at risk to themselves. And so this week, I invite you to see and notice the neighbors around you. Immerse yourself in the world of Jesus' parable and then look around you. Where do you see surprising and unexpected folks giving everything they have for the sake of the life and healing and freedom of others? And then once you see them and notice them, go near and learn everything you can about them. What motivates them? Who are they serving? What challenges are they facing? And how do they find strength to withstand the heat they encounter? Because I assure you, this kind of neighborliness will raise the heat. And then, just once this week, practice going and doing likewise. If you have to start with an ant, start with an ant. I'll be honest, that's usually where I start. I can do something to provide for the life, the healing, and the freedom of an ant. I don't always know how to do that for my fellow humanity. And as you practice this going and doing, carry with you this prayer. O oh Lord God, your mercy delights us, and the world longs for your loving care. Hear the cries of everyone in need, and turn our hearts to love our neighbors with the love of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.